This is Deborah Norville, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is two-time Emmy Award-winning anchor of Inside Edition, Deborah Norville. Deborah is currently the longest-serving anchor on American television and an inductee into the Broadcasting and Cable Hall of Fame. She is the former co-host of NBC's Today and current anchor of Inside Edition with over 5 million daily viewers. We talk about her longtime career and overcoming obstacles during this podcast episode. Deborah, welcome to Five Questions. Thank you. Great to be here. What did you learn about TV production in high school when you were in the Junior Miss Beauty Contest? I learned nothing about TV production in high school. But when I was a senior in high school, literally two weeks before graduation, I represented my home state of Georgia in the America's Junior Miss Contest, which back then was hosted by Michael Landon of the Little House on the Prairie fame. And the first two words I ever uttered on national television, they'd asked different girls to be part of the introduction of the show. And Georgia said, Michael Landon. And that's the first thing I ever said on national TV. I don't think any other gal who was a part of that contest has been on national television first. I saw the guys who were doing all the behind the scenes stuff as a contestant and they were working grueling hours and doing really kind of menial work but they were so friendly and so nice this was the production team and I thought wow I really wanted to be a lawyer I really wanted to be a litigator because I'm passionate about facts one of my mottos is facts are your friend and I loved that as an attorney if you were smart enough and tenacious enough and started with this legal case and went back you could integrate the schools and you could end discrimination and you could stop sexual harassment and illegal imprisonment of people. And to me, it was so cool that following the facts, you could do that. So I thought, wow, how could you take the research part of law, which was intriguing to me, and this production stuff these guys are doing that looks, frankly, just a lot of fun. I dreamed up I'd be a TV reporter. It was a good call. And you're one of the longest running anchors on TV. What do you think has led to your longevity in such a competitive industry? Don't take the bait. There are a lot of instances when you could take the bait, you could get into it. You could tussle. But if you take the long view and look beyond whatever that momentary challenge or source of friction is, you will probably see beyond that momentary bit of friction to the end goal or a goal further down the pike and realize in the scheme of things, this moment is really unimportant. It's true. There's so many things in our lives that are unimportant. And when looking mm-hmm. back, it's like, oh, that was a stepping stone to this, or I yeah. learned what not to do or what to do more of. And you've encountered some major obstacles in your long running career, like a jail sentence, being overweight in corporate politics. What is it about you that lets you persevere and triumph in the face of these obstacles? I think I'm stubborn. I think I'm very much DIY. I tend to be pretty independent. If I let myself down, I know who to blame. If someone else lets me down, I'll probably blame myself too, because that means I relied too much on someone else. And if I would have made sure to cross all the T's or dot all the I's, perhaps whatever I'm disappointed about wouldn't have happened. If you don't believe, it's definitely not going to happen. And hopefully your belief is so strong and you're so committed and you've done all the right homework work along the way that the people who would have been the doubters go, she's really committed to this. I don't think I'm going to bet against her. You have to sell yourself on the idea first before you can convince other people. You have to, because you have to get yourself excited enough and gain that confidence 
to exude that excitement, yeah. confidence, and, and to influence others to get on board as well. If you can't write the vision for what it is you want to achieve, not just write it in your mind, but literally write it down. Do you have a mission statement? I'm working on something right now and the, and I'm going to be presenting it to some people who I need to buy in on this idea of I've got. The very first thing I did was write the mission statement. And after the mission statement, which is just two lines, if you can't write it in two lines, you haven't got it figured out. Then I wrote the belief system upon which that mission statement is based. I'm good to go because when I might have doubts about this project, I can go back and look at my mission statement. I can look at the core beliefs that gave rise to this mission statement. I go, this stuff's spot on. We got to do this. Not everybody says yes every time. And so when you've gotten the no, you've got to figure out how to get past no and either say, okay, fine. No, not for you or no, not right now, and move on to the next yes. It's like the story of my life you just summarized. It helps. I mean, I, I think about last year, I, I pitched uh, hundreds of companies and now my business is thriving more than ever. So yeah, you sometimes have to take a step back or be willing to hear a lot of no's before yeah. you get some yeses in every aspect of your life. And that's like a true testament to, again, accountability, perseverance, and everything we've been talking about. And you also mentioned like interviewing a lot of people. You've interviewed a ton of people over your career. What are your, some of your best interview tips? Well, people love to talk about the themselves. Interviewing is actually very easy. One of my questions that I love to toss out that always evokes some really interesting responses is your mother's voice will ring in your heart forever. What is it you still hear your mother say? And we all can remember the pronouncements of our moms because whatever our mom was preaching, she didn't just give that sermon once. You got that sermon on a regular basis. And I love to ask that question in a social situation. What is it you still hear your mother say? Because I've learned a lot of wisdom in hearing the answers from those questions. I remember one man at a luncheon in San Diego, he said, oh gosh, I totally answer that without even thinking. As I'd be running out the back door, he said, and the screen would be slamming behind me. I would hear my mother holler at me as I'm running, you know, down the path to meet up with my friends. Remember where you come from. Remember mm. you represent this family. Remember the values that we've given you. That one little phrase, remember where you come from, is loaded with so much. And I just personally, I sort of adopted that as, as one of my mottos. And I, I speak in bumper stickers to my kids. I've adopted that as one of my bumper stickers. My mom's motto is be careful. I've, I think I'm pretty sure I've heard be careful every single day for 37 years without a Aww. break. Even in other countries, like if I'm in Cuba, be careful. Like wherever. Be careful. And there was right. like a, there was a big hurricane there so the more emphasis but yeah every day and so you yeah. you remember it because you know it's like a political campaign if you only hear a slogan once you're not going to remember it but if it gets pounded into you you're more likely to remember it and advertising right. you got to see an ad at least uh three times to recall it as well and well there's a good thing too on sales and the best book ever written on successful salesmanship was penned by that esteemed author, Dr. Seuss. And the book is called Green Eggs and Ham. And if you count up the number of times that funky little creature offers up the green eggs and ham, Sam I am. Sam I am tried to serve up that green eggs and ham 16 times before that creature said, yeah, I'll try it. And then he liked green eggs and ham. I do like them, Sam I am. The average salesman pitches twice. The average person has to be pitched at least five or six times 
before they make the sales connection. Most of us are unsuccessful because we give up too quickly. I love that. And what's your best piece of career advice? I used to have it pinned on the screen of my computer right here. And it's a quote from one of my wise women who doesn't know she's part of my personal board of directors, but she is. And she once said to me, there are many ways to define success. And I think that's really good career advice. Business is changing so much. Our world has changed so much in the last 18 months. My industry is completely being upended by digitization. So if you are hung up on one definition of success, you're already setting yourself up for failure. But if you recognize that success can be defined in many ways, and therefore there are many pathways to get to success, you'll find it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Deborah. To follow her journey, you can watch her on Inside Edition and find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where she shares her appearances, conversations, announcements, and charity campaigns. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan Shawbell. And please remember to rate and review the Five Questions podcast on iTunes. Thank you.